electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Friday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. Some continued relief for equities pre-market as the government shutdown is averted in Congress for now. And U.S. tech does reassert its leadership. NASDAQ 100 coming off fresh all-time highs. 10-year 415. Our roadmap begins with stocks trying to build on yesterday's gains. NDX will aim for another all-time intraday high. And as Mike said, S&P a few points away from a record close. Plus Mark Zuckerberg detailing his company's future roadmap for AI. He's, of course, indicating that Meta's going to spend billions on NVIDIA's AI chips in 2024. Ford announces that it's going to cut production of its F-150 Lightning Electric truck. It may be seeing less anticipated EV growth in 2024. Let's begin with the markets, as we said, one day after a fresh record high for the NDX gym. Uh, triple Q's in there as well. Lots working in tech, and that's continuing into this morning as yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, once again, we realize, do you have AI tailwinds? If you do, like a Microsoft, you're doing fine. How do you get an AI tailwind from, from Meta? It's very easy. You just say, listen, I'm in contact with NVIDIA. Anyone's in contact with NVIDIA, you brush by NVIDIA, your stock goes higher. It literally is, David. All hands on deck. Get us from H100s. Wait till the H200 comes out. And then when you see the fight for H200s, it's going to be extraordinary. Is it going to be Zuckerberg wrestling with, uh, I mean, maybe not Musk, but maybe. Maybe they do need to have another, you know, get that back on the calendar. Could the steel cage match. They could. can wrestle. The winner gets an access to more NVIDIA chips. Jensen is respect for Musk, but yeah. the relationship with Zuckerberg and Jensen has always been very solid. And by the way, uh, human, human-like. And we know, uh, or we can at least guess, we don't know what their price per H100 is, Jim, but they're getting this, a better deal in the this S- video yesterday where he made it very clear, of course, about their efforts in terms of open sourcing uh, and just how many of these chips they're they're actually buying. Take a listen. Incredible. Wasn't that amazing? This technology is so important and the opportunities are so great that we should open source and make it as widely available as we responsibly can so that way everyone can benefit. And we're building an absolutely massive amount of infrastructure um, to support this. By the end of this year, we're gonna have around 350,000 NVIDIA H100s or around 600,000 H100 equivalents of compute if you include other GPUs. That's a lot of compute. Man, who knows what he has in mind that he needs all that compute. But all I can tell you is, is that those chips, as you can ask, you ask Frank Slubin at Snowflake, because you have to rent the, basically the, the, rent the platform from NVIDIA. Uh, these things are expensive. You do not go in there idly, Carl, and just say, you know what, let's get these things. You have to have a plan. Now, I've seen, remember, seen the sunglasses, uh, Meta, the, the Quest 3. I don't think uh, that that's what he's talking about. I think it's something bigger. Uh, and this is just a very exciting time to be NVIDIA because they've got Taiwan Semi working 
around the clock to make as many chips as they need. Yeah, we talked about the Taiwan Semi uh, guidance yesterday. Uh, today, Jim, it's about SMCI. I uh, got an upgraded Texan. Yep. Next week, we're going to get Texan and Western Dig and Lamb. You know what's interesting? Texan, uh, they, the note said that there's the inflection coming. Texan's last quarter was not good at all. I think that Lamb is just that is the one that when, ta- when Taiwan Semi has to go buy equipment, they're going to buy that. I thought of all of these Semi pieces, the Broadcom piece mm. that I saw was Goldman. Broadcom's going to be up 50 right from the gig. Uh, yeah, Goldman reinstates uh, at a buy. 13.25, Jim. Well, I tell you, I mean, I've been waiting for this because, David, you know they bought VMware, which raises their multiple. We know that they're already cashiering certain divisions. We know that they've got big AI. They've been a partner for a long time with NVIDIA. Hock Tan, when he makes an acquisition, David, you know he uh, extracts wealth from it. Well, the stock took off towards the end of last year. Uh, well, it was at 800 v- in August. The, after the VMware deal um, true. closed. True, true, true. Just, and we know, the, you know the market value has obviously moved up accordingly into the half a trillion range. $135 billion if you're keeping track. Why don't people talk about Broadcom as being an important part of the AI chain? I don't know. Why don't they, Jim? I think because Hock Tan quietly does his thing. Right. But VMware is a great company. Maybe he should do some videos like Mark does. I will ask Hock to about come on. I'll ask Hock to come on. Buying, yeah. I'll ask Zuckerberg to come on. I'll ask um, anyone to come on. By the way, just coming back to Meta, given we just listened to Zuckerberg, and you're yeah. talking about, obviously, the impact on NVIDIA, which is quite positive, given all that demand. But what about their efforts here? You know, they're open sourcing everything. Right. Um, safely, of course, is what they say. And he's going after building general intelligence. And he hasn't given up on the metaverse. Not he at all. He kind of sees we it keep... as no. an opportunity here, and then everyone's going to be wearing these glasses. The glasses are allow amazing. Them to the class, go into Amazon and be in buy, and out buy, of buy a pair of Ray-Bans. His Ray-Bans are cheaper, and his Ray-Bans also make it so you're so smart. You can talk to your Ray-Bans. You can take pictures, go right to your Instagram. It's the greatest thing. I got to tell you. I think it's a great product. And CES, they, you know, they panned it at CES, and then it turned out it wasn't there. What do you mean, wasn't there? Wasn't, he didn't send it to them. Oh. A little premature. So how could you premature to pan it? Hey, how about once again, we got new people. A company that really is involved with radio is saying no to the, uh, to the, to the Vision Pro. Spotify. Oh, yes. Oh, well, yes. now we've added it's Netflix and uh, Spotify and YouTube. YouTube will yep. cave. Yep. I predict YouTube will cave. And, and will eventually develop. Yeah, you know, Google caves at everything in the end. They're even laying off people. What did Google? I mean, hey, Waymo, how you doing over there? Waymo. Uh, Disney Plus is on there, and of course, Apple TV. Yeah. Uh, and if we haven't mentioned it before, uh, pre orders begin today. 512 gig, Jim, $36.99. Yeah. One terabyte, $38.99. And once you fold in prescription lens costs, warranties, I think a $4,000 product that is not going right. to be something I'll that is widely purchased. Let him talk. I got something good for him. Really? T Mobile. Not again with the T-Mobile. T-Mobile is sending them out. Sending what out? To who? Well, they offered to send one to me, and I said, no, I can't accept it. It's too expensive. Mike Sieber's going to send me one. He's only so, going to send you one because you keep harping on this. Of course. This. No, that yes. was a joke. Oh. That was a joke. He's oh, like, right. enough already. I'm not doing anything to do. I am not. Oh, my God. Carl. Did they take your picture? Even more handsome than ever. No, because mine was part of a skunk works operation. <laughs> the gorilla demo. Yeah, gorilla demo. <laughs> 
Well, we're going to get uh, we'll get Timo earnings I, next I, week I, as they well. They won't Jim. let me have it's a be great vision pro. They won't let me try it. Those people. Well, you're not on board. No, I'm not. No, they won't. I'm not not on board. By the way, you can go to Disney or you won after yesterday. Me, it's, not so much. It's because I. It's true. You, not so much. It's because I didn't like the morning show, I think. They just hold it against me. That could be. I thought the morning show was fantastic. I, I fashioned myself after Paul Marks. <laughs> yes. Is that John Hamm? Yes. Yeah, I figured. I was, you know, once I'm, I introduced I him in the event. the John Hamm uh, character in Fargo, actually. Yeah. Oh, I've been watching yeah. that one. Yeah. Well, the stock, uh, Apple stock, uh, best day since May uh, yesterday, Jim. What we a talked cool, to, boom, Wamsy, boom, we, we upper did right talk, cut, boom. We did talk to B of A. He, he thinks the Vision Pro is going to sell out. I think his word was instantaneously. Yeah, I thought the Wham- Wamsy was a little bit too bullish there. I wish he'd I cut that back because the price point is so high. I don't think that people just have $4,000 sitting around when you can buy a 60-inch TV at Walmart for $289. Roll back. That's something they do at Walmart. They roll. roll I know they roll. I know. Better live. Kept that live price better. for TV. Live better. Two hundred sixty-eight dollars for TV. That's a good price. Is that unbelievable? I take it all day long. It's amazing. Yeah. I got a jacket there. Did you it looks really? Like, it looks like a hundred twenty-dollar jacket. I got it for twenty-eight bucks. No kidding. Yeah. Isn't that just a victory? Don't you feel great victory, after that? man? It's like Churchill yeah. in World War II. Yeah. It's, it's a great thing to be a consumer. Speaking of inflation, uh, Goolsby on Squawk a moment ago, Jim saying. Still a possibility that we continue along this golden path. Nick Timoros of The Journal saying you look at CPI and PPI last few days, core PCE, three-month annualized, could come in at 1.5. May I, may I suggest to them that they look at a map and look at the Suez Canal? Uh, the cost for, doing, for getting things through there skyrocketing, and that is going to impact, and it's in none of these companies' numbers. Well, uh, uh, the journal has a story today that the impact is larger on Europe yet again. They're yes. bearing the brunt of it more so than That's we true. are. That's the, true. Uh, you know, for Mediterranean, gee, I mean, it's, a, it's like $300 more a day. I, look, I've got it 330% up. I will say this. Uh, we have our own problems with Panama Canal not having the right amount of water. I do get this Kansas City. I keep getting the Kansas City CP trade, the bridge from Mexico. Yeah. People like that. They like Union Pacific, too. I, stock won't come in. Because of on of nearshore, mm-hmm. and it's working. Nearshore is working. It's working. I believe you. Well, just thinking about the Chinese, it's, it's meaningful. I think they keep buying up a lot of stuff in Mexico, aren't they? China? Yeah. They, well, they they own thirty percent of the EV market in China. Yeah. China owns Mexico, in, in Mexico. and VW has been. You know, they got a plant in Pueblo, fifty-five thousand people, and the Chinese come in. And, well, even the Chinese now are beginning to. Uh, focus on Red Sea security because yes. it affects their own exports largely to Europe, where uh, that Red Sea, I think Deutsche has got a chart this morning, freight capacity down 65%. I know. They, they have to do something, the Chinese, and yet we know that uh, it's, they've been low. I mean, they're not going to fire missiles. Well, no. I mean, they're relying on Iran for a decent amount of oil. Yes, they are. And Russia. Wow, what an axis of just terrific countries Isn't getting it? together. Yeah, it's- Hopeful so for the future. is your point that um, goods deflation, at least, has, uh, we, has emptied out here because yeah, of the... Yeah, because they got to solve this. They really have to solve the Suez Canal because there's just, it's a tax on everybody. Uh, obviously, more there's more at stake in terms of human life. But, yeah, I'm just worried about it. I'm worried about it because nobody... I and mean, I'd like to hear other people worried about it besides Herb Bjorn Hansen from Nordic American Tank who's going to do well. Uh, it just, it's just... It, it's quizzical how no one cares because... Freight is was what bothered people so badly during COVID. Mm-hmm. It can happen again. 
We don't make all these things in our country, for heaven's sake. No, but they're, get, they're, they're getting places. It's just taking longer and it's more expensive. Well, you will go around, you know, yeah. Cape of uh, Bad Hope there, taking a lot of time. Yeah. Well, I just think that's, you know, David, the, the no, Suez Canal is what made, that, that, that was good for commerce. Yes. You take that offline. It's not good. And no. I think Egypt also actually benefits from it monetarily, so that's not helpful either. Well, I just think that we, I wish that these guys would take it into account. I would feel better if they didn't say, if it weren't for freight, we would really be down. Right. And I'm not getting that call. Right. When we come back, uh, EVs are definitely in focus today. Ford now planning to cut some production of the F-150 Lightning, even as they add some shifts on the Ranger and the Bronco to meet demand. Talk about what's happening in the EV space. Got a downgrade of Hertz today on that same issue. More Squawk on the Street continues in a moment. From a flat tire in the city to a dead battery on a distant drive, AAA is partnering with T-Mobile for Business to accelerate response times and get more drivers back on the road fast. Our nationwide connectivity powers location telematics, so AAA's fleet can find stranded drivers quickly while being fully equipped with the in-vehicle tools to have answers when they get there. This is elevating the member experience. This is AAA with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Latest sign of a slowing demand for EVs, Ford announcing it's reducing production of its F-150 Lightning. For that, we're going to turn to Phil LeBeau this morning. Morning, Phil. Good morning, Carl. This is Ford announcing on April 1st that it will be cutting its production of the F-150 Lightning going from two shifts, which it currently operates at its Rouge complex just outside of Detroit, where they build the F-150 Lightning. They're going to bring that down to one shift starting on April 1st. Some of those workers, about 1,400 impacted, they're going to be transitioned over to additional production for the Bronco and the Ranger. This is, if you're thinking to yourself, wait a second, didn't they just cut their guidance in terms of EV production, yeah, they did that last month. Basically cut their 2024 production plan in half, and now they are saying we are going to be cutting Lightning production again. So if you look at Lightning sales last year as well as the year before, they did increase. It was the top-selling electric pickup truck, 24,000, just over 24,000 sold last year. But Ford said after they came out of the UAW contract, we're going to be deferring about $12 billion in EV investments, not cutting it, but just not rolling it out as quickly as originally planned because the market is not developing as quickly as planned. So this is a prudent move by Ford. If you don't have the sales there, you just can't keep building and building and building, shipping them out or trying to sell them to dealers who, by the way, when I've talked to dealers, they have all said the same thing, which is the demand right now when it comes to pickup trucks, first and foremost is for hybrid, then internal combustion engine, then for the lightning. And that's a reflection of where the market is right now overall. Take a look at shares of Ford in the last year. We'll get the Q4 results on February 6th. And again, guys, while they are cutting this shift 
for Lightning production. They are increasing production for the Bronco and the Ranger. Why? Because that's where the market is right now. That's where demand is as internal combustion engine vehicles and hybrids, especially hybrids, are in big demand right now. And Ford is in the best position of the big three when it comes to hybrid production. Now, Phil, I, I applaud this because you can't keep making trucks that don't sell. But no, when I was you're out absolutely there, right. Right, I've been smart. But when I was out there in the spring, I thought there was a waiting list and people were very excited about it, small business people. What happened? I mean, they just, all the ones who wanted it got it and then that was it? I think it's not just all the people who got it and that's it, Jim. I think it's a couple of things. One is increasingly, first of all, forget about this waiting list. I don't care who the manufacturer is. The next time you hear a manufacturer say, we've got scores of reservations. Yeah, that and a cup and 10 cents will get you a cup of coffee. <laughs> it's easy for anybody to say, I'm reserving a vehicle. A lot of times they evaporate when people are forced to say, okay, I'm either buying or not buying. But with regard to Lightning, I think there's demand there, Jim. But I also think that the market right now, you have a lot of these pickup drivers who are saying, I'm ready to eventually go electric, but I'm not ready right now. I am telling you, when I've talked with dealers, four dealers have told me, it's not that people think the Lightning's a bad vehicle, it's that they think a more prudent choice is perhaps in the interim going to an F-150 hybrid, uh, or still internal combustion is still popular, um, and the F-150 is the best-selling vehicle in this country. So that's the issue when it comes to the Lightning. Wow. Really amazing. You know something, Phil, that you're covering this this business, and it's very clear to me that uh, it's almost as if, you know, it, look, if we were talking about Euro politics, they cared about ESG, now they care about security. We talk about these things that people care about, uh, security of their workplace. Uh, the small business person, I think, is actually afraid that they might miss an appointment because they may not have electricity. Well, you've got to make sure that if you're going to use this as a work truck, that it truly can be within a confined area. Uh, the White House today out with an announcement in terms of more grants for investments in the EV infrastructure in this country. And yesterday they said we're going to put $150 million into uh, improving or upgrading public chargers. Well, they need to because it's a mess right now. The public charging in this country for EVs is not where it needs to be. And the White House knows that. And they want to get the 500,000 chargers by 26. They're at 170,000 right now. Not only do you need to add more chargers, Jim, you better make sure they're the right chargers and that they work. Because the number of times I've heard from people who have EVs saying, I don't want to take a road trip. I don't know where, you know. Aside from the, the Tesla superchargers, no complaints there. The complaints are on the other publicly charging ones. Yeah, there were some reports late last year that one in four chargers are not always working. Uh, Phil, that is a problem. Yeah. Uh, thanks. We'll talk some airlines maybe later on. Phil LeBeau. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash countdown to the opening bell. One more look here at the pre-market as we uh, try to finish this week with some gains. Back in a minute. This episode is brought to you by AARP. Ten years from today, Lisa Schneider will trade in her office job to become the leader of a pack of dogs. As the owner of her own dog rescue, that is. A second act made possible by the reskilling courses Lisa's taking now with AARP to help make sure her income lives as long as she does. And she can finally run with the big dogs and the small dogs who just think they're big dogs. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. 
right, let's get to a uh, mad dash as we get ready, of course, to uh, begin trading for the final uh, day of the week here. Where we got about seven and a half minutes before we get started with that. Microsoft's largest market cap yes. in our uh, stock market. Right. Uh, and yesterday was Apple Apple's recently. Yeah. This one, I think, can go over 400 on an amazing piece by Cowan. Looking for beat and raise, sees incredible momentum. David Azure should be the high end. That's their cloud uh, uh, offering. Should be the high end of the range. Uh, they believe the PC is bottom. Office commercial modeling much better than the streets of thinking. Whew, David, this is a powerful story, and it's not even focused on AI copilot. So there's a lot to like here. It's not focused on AI well, and copilot. That's the, you don't even need that. It's just don't even need that to make the numbers. But what I like about this, David, is we, we, they say AI is going to be great, but we have a, there was a big MAG-7 backlash at the beginning of the year, and well, then you have a couple of these. You were kind of part of that backlash. Well, I kind you, of you were saying, listen, I, I, to be fair, you were not saying sell it all, but you were saying maybe take a little well, off. These things went up so much that when you looked at my charitable trust, all it really was was, it was, it was, it was uh, MAGA. It was? It was MAGA, you know, kind of like Iowa. Uh, but you know what? We had to trim back. But this is the one that you could. You, you, this is the one that that I think people are just saying it's got it all. It's got a pretty high multiple. Now that said, it may be deserved, but it has moved up a bit of late as well. Thirty-one times next year's. Yeah. Uh, that is, look, Alphabet's multiples lower, Meta's multiples lower. Uh, I have to tell you that when I look at Nvidia, we know that that can be Nvidia's a twenty-four times multiple is lower next year. potentially. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Apple's at twenty-nine. That's the hot one. That's right. why it's so controversial. And, you know, Wamsi was on our network, Wamsi Mohan. The, the upgrade yesterday from Bank right. of America, the analyst behind it. Widely respected and on the conference call asked, I think, the most cerebral questions, but had not been positive. So his switch really was worth $5 for the second largest company in America. Yeah. So keep track of the fact that there's a just a belief that people don't want to all. They would love to broaden things and go buy companies that aren't as good. But these guys just keep putting up great numbers. Uh, yeah, after a first first few couple of days in the uh, year, it's been mag seven all the way yet again. Um, not Hard sure about that promise. And don't forget, you know, don't forget Netflix, the, the old fang. Netflix old is doing quite well. Yeah, Netflix as well. All right, we're going to get to so many more stocks, of course, uh, when we get that opening bell about five minutes from now. And uh, don't forget, you, you can always catch us anytime and anywhere by listening to and following the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. We're back into it. On the freight environment, we have turned the page on 2023. Goodbye and good riddance. We remain committed to our focus on return on invested capital and managing for the long term, but the freight environment remains in a challenged state. I do believe we're better prepared as we come out of, uh, and I guess I'll say when, not if, but when we come out of this uh, freight recession, uh, J.B. Hunt's John Roberts on his company's earnings call last night. Stock's actually up in the pre-market despite, Jim, volume, uh, truckload volume down 7, revenue down almost 10. Well, I think the key line in that conference call is uh, Darren Field, executive VP and president of Intermodal. Intermodal has really come back. That was something last year I was very concerned about because that's been really kind of where they've been making a lot of progress. Uh, the volume trends up 6% in October, 6% in November, 8% in December. Intermodal is often the key to see whether trucking, which is the you can kind of spot rates intermodal, how strong it is. And I was very impressed by this. And these guys are very hard on themselves. They are. Okay. Yeah. You also mentioned the rails positively a few moments oh, ago as hearing well. Hearing good things about Union Pacific, hearing good things about KC. I mean, really good things. And uh, 
there's look the the renaissance of Mexico again post China is really playing a role here. Right. We'll get uh, UNP earnings uh, next Thursday. Uh, let's get the opening bell here at the CNBC Real-Time Exchange at the big board. It's restaurant operator Pinstripes celebrating a recent listing via SPAC. At the NASDAQ, Kazakhstan-based online shopping app Caspi celebrating an IPO today, Jim. As we'll keep our eyes peeled for any kind of closing high. Yeah, look, I think that there was a belief that the market is broadening, but the... I like, I want to come back to a, a thesis that I'm propounding. I'm trying to get David's buy-in. I continue to see these Japanese companies kicking the tires of our country. All right, I, I, I don't think it's a tidal wave. I mean, yeah, we had a big deal for it's U.S. Steel. Wave? No, it's not a tidal wave. Is I it kind get of over, a, how about a riptide? Excited. Maybe riptide? <laughs> to be careful of the riptides. Always go with them. You know, I would, then you, you come back to among, shore on a diagonal. Okay, don't fight the riptide. You know, I was caught on one with my daughter when she was nine. Yeah. And at one point she said to me, you know, Dad, we've been out here for quite a long time and we don't seem to be going anywhere. That's it. That's when you start realizing. Well, but you don't want to explain it to your kid no. that you're scared to death. No, for and you made it back, thankfully. I did, thank you. Uh, but but uh, to your point, listen, yeah, there is, a, Japan's having a moment, but I don't think it's going to result in a, a uh, a huge number of deals. There are going to be some. Well, I think that there's a lot of stocks that are up so much that they would probably like. Uh, Listen, by the way, you talk about, I mean, Letter X is trading at a fairly large uh, spread to the $55 a share cash deal that they have in hand here because there continues to be some concern that on a, on a national security front, it seems hard to imagine one of our closest allies, not to mention it's not like you can move the steel plants over there. Right, right. Uh, in fact, the technology will come over here. So I do know a number of, of uh, sophisticated you sound a little um, who are happy to see that spread and trying to take advantage of it in the belief you, they you, think this deal will close. Do I detect the level of skepticism about my belief that there could be some more M&A in the pipe? No, I think this year is going to be better than last year, and I think I've been speaking positively about it in part because I've had a lot of bankers who are uh, hopeful. That said, the last couple of days, uh, um, met with both uh, a senior uh, lawyer and banker, and they kind of were less sanguine, uh, I have to say. My chapel both of which trust do a lot of deals. Not saying it's not going to be a better year than last year, perhaps. But I hope so. Saying, you know what, don't get overly excited at this point. There's a lot of things that didn't make it to the finish line last year on M&A that in I've been hearing about. In the industries in particular, you know, drug, I think, drug, I think across the board to a certain extent, large deals, and but it wasn't antitrust, it was price. That run up towards the end of the year yeah. in the overall markets, Probably and in particular some areas, really threw price off, and deals that had been thought about and or pursued just made it very difficult when your premium starts going away and you got to increase your price by a lot to actually maintain that premium, Jim. Dead so we'll white. see. Dead Price right. obviously ends up still being the most important single component of whether you're going to see deals and whether sellers are willing to adjust to the current market conditions, whatever they might be. Well, I think that's important because we, if we're going to have a broadening out, Carl, it's going to have to come from other industries. We just can't keep raising and saying, okay, today is Meta's day. Then it's almost like we have point one each day. All right, today let's take up uh, this is Microsoft's day, and let's do Apple. I'm waiting for Amazon's day. Maybe Alphabet lays off more people. But how about the other 493? We have to get the other 493 involved. 
Uh, your point about Japan's the actually the subject of B of A's uh, Friday note. Yes. They call it uh, ABC, the any, anywhere but China liquidity dynamic. At a point where they still they say the Nikkei is still structurally uh, under underexposed, and that's one of the reasons why I thought I liked that piece. It made me think that they watch maybe our show. I would get to to yeah. uh, sorry not to disappoint. They probably trust me. They, they watch. Um, you mentioned layoffs, Jim. Uh, Macy's yesterday. Yes. Wayfair today. Wayfair, a big on those layoffs. Uh, in addition to the week, City, Google, yes. Amazon. City adding a little more to what was. Amazon even some some additional potential smaller layoffs in their prime. Journal's rate. got a, uh, the list, the list of companies this year that are laying off workers. And it's at least about a dozen companies that are large, at least. Well, I, I've got to tell you, if you're looking at Wayfair and you're thinking, wow, I thought that might show that there was a weakness in demand and instead the stock flies, you might be tempted to say, you know what, maybe you ought to take a look at the table of employment. Maybe there's too many people here. It's not the old DW days at Goldman, though. What do you mean? Deadwood. Deadwood, got it. You'd say, who's Deadwood? They're in a room and they would say, revenue producer, revenue producer, revenue producer, Deadwood. And it was like, dead wood. And it was like, you don't want to be dead wood, by the way. No, that's a bad thing to be. Really incredible to see the way capitalism can work, a real engine of capitalism. Dead wood. You never, you know, that was one of those things was like, you want to be a revenue producer. See, if you went around our office and said revenue producer, that is the type of thing, that's like HI, that's still DIE. That's DIE. I mean, that's everything. Right. You call someone dead wood, David? You know what? what? It's like the TV show Deadwood. Canceled. That was a good show. It was a good show. Some good acting in that show. Oh, yeah. Some excellent acting. Huh? Main character. Really good. Not the sheriff guy. The other guy. Yeah. I liked him, too. Shane McGowan. Is that Shane McGowan? Was that? Yeah, Shane McGowan. He was Fantastic. amazing. Don't you think it's interesting that I got, I got a lot of heat from Magnificent Seven comments. Even though we talk about Magnificent Seven every day, no one knew any of the people that I mentioned. Robert Vaughn, they didn't know. I didn't even go with Coburn. They don't know who Coburn is. You have a very deep understanding and knowledge of, of, of the 1970s cinema. He's a don't yes. matter. Bullet. You're I, everywhere in the 70s. No, and I went down Lombard. I went down Lombardi Street again. You know, I like that Lombardi Street in San Francisco. Um, uh, Elmer Bernstein's score meant nothing to people. <laughs> nothing, I, nothing I say means it. Look at this. Bullet. I mean, which one of them? is horse buckles is I probably don't, what I don't know but the point is that that other than Tesla they have all had extremely strong starts uh, to the year I should say Apple as well has right. not is still not in positive territory but the story of this market thus far Jim has once again been the performance or outperformance of the magnificent seven versus the broader market led by Nvidia without a doubt right up almost 17 percent for the year right now. And not far behind, I mean, far behind, but still having a great year so far as Meta as well, up some 7.7, uh, 7.1%. It's incredible because we could just sit there and talk about these stocks and nothing else, and people would like it. And I'm trying to get people excited about Kansas City, KC. Oh, we gotta, I told you, we've got to have a show, seven stocks. No, I think, uh, oh, my God, that is so good, the seven I, stocks. I, you know, let's take travelers. We could talk some travelers oh, today. Oh, right. my God. All yeah, right. that's right. Travelers uh, matters. Homeowner they, renewal premiums up 21. I I think that this is when you look at the, uh, but by the way, when you look at the Fed's comments on CPI, insurance is off the charts. It's just r- ridiculous how, how important it is. David, do you know a lot of people in Florida are not taking homeowners or can't get it? 
Well, it's so expensive that they right. can't. Yeah, they but you can't, can't just There's roll also flood dice. insurance. I mean, or flood. There is insurance being removed from all these low-lying areas. The insurers just won't cover you but any longer. Or they a, make the premium so high that it's virtually tra- under. Travelers has a Mag Seven chart. Yeah. Uh, Lily, by the way, creeping into the top ten. Well, I as Bespoke say, pointed out I, yesterday. I, Thanks, I just Bespoke. Keep, just keep hearing. Look out. They may have the pill soon. They're working on the one that doesn't reduce the muscle. They're right in there with everybody else. They're not just, it's not just Amgen that's doing it. It's not, although Amgen has also had a nice start to the year. Amgen's we've we've mentioned that well. Pharma has been one of the best performing groups. Uh, that continues to be the case, led by Merck and Lilly. Um, Bristol Myers, your old friend, though, just can't get out of its own Well, they're, they're buying that Corona Therapeutics, and that's on... Uh, yeah. Antipsychotic, and that has been a most challenged category, and they spent a fortune on it. It is not clear to me, as I said to management, that you can go after antipsychotics with much luck, but they're making a big bid. Right. Bristol announced that deal, and then we had the two uh, deals that were done Smaller by, ones. by um, letter A. What's the, what's the uh, pharma company? Letter A. Not, it starts with A. This is what happens now. It's a quiz. It's a quiz. It's a quiz. It's a quiz. They announced two deals within a week of each other. Well, that's Bristol did that. And it, Gonzalez is the CEO. Not Abermatt. Oh, Abby. Abby. Yeah, well, they won't come on. They are the. They are a black box. No one really knows what Abby's going to be up to. I invite I invite Mr. Gonzalez to come on right now. I mean, just, just come on and talk to us about what the game plan is. Because uh, they, they've done quite well. It wouldn't be a negative interview. It's been a fantastic stock. It really it's also got a nice been, yield. Even if I, for a minute, blanked on the uh, No, that's okay. It's, company. A, it's, it's a, yeah. junior, that's almost a $300 junior. billion dollar market value. No, no. Look, this is a great company. They're Lord doing the amazing things. But we they don't talk. They are one of those companies that they just don't believe in media. Uh, to your point, Jim, about broadening out, all five of the financials that reported are up. Fifth, third. Huntington, State Street, Ally. I didn't check Comerica. Yeah, what happens, of course, is we all realize, wait a second, these, the reports of their demise is greatly exaggerated. They're really coming back. First Horizon had a very good move after that interview yesterday. And I think that these stocks are, uh, have become chronically undervalued, David, because of the banking crisis. People don't trust them, but that's wrong. My favorite of, of these has been H-Band, because H-Band's been doing incredibly well, and no one cares. Uh yeah. Well, we started the week with Schwab's earnings not being well-received. We had discovered yeah, the other day, not banking, I understand that, but delinquencies rising significantly in their credit card portfolio. So there have been some not great signs. DFS was horrible. Uh, but you're right. They, they sort of still being penalized to a certain extent as a result of the banking crisis, the mini-crisis, as you like to call it, from last March. Is that what you call a mini-crisis? Yeah. Um, guys, uh, maybe worth, it's a it's a less than billion-dollar market cap, but what a week for Spirit Airlines. Obviously, the yeah. deal with JetBlue gets dealt a major blow by that judge who said, nope, we th- I think it's an antitrust issue for sure. This deal is still in place. They haven't yet abandoned the merger agreement, which obviously no. would require then JetBlue to pay that reverse break fee of some $400 million bucks. But there had been a lot of concern that this company was going to have a very hard time of it, given its liquidity. They put a investor update out uh, this morning in which they make a number of points, and that's helping send the stock, as you saw, 20% plus higher. Uh, first of all, they say due to lower fuel costs uh, and, and efficiency, lower airport costs, uh, their operating expenses are coming in better than expected. Their revenue number was uh, better than expected as well. 
that said, it's not like they're making money. $1.3 billion of liquidity, they point out. They also did some sale leasebacks for a bunch of aircraft, which netted them $419 million. And they think they're going to get paid by Pratt & Whitney, by RTN. For, okay. They have the most planes grounded we'll as a result Let's talk to Greg Hayes there, of the gear turbofan neo-engine availability issues. I mean, talk about piling on. It's like of all the issues they have, and then they have that one to deal with as well. Well, I, I, when I saw the stock was up, I said, all right, you know, hey, we're not dead. So let's go by this. It stock. takes a while. It takes a while. Uh, debt maturities, including 1.1 billion aggregate principal of 8% senior notes. They're trying to assess the options to refinance those. They're doing 25. They've got some challenges at Spirit for sure. We raised that point if, in fact, they were to have to be forced, and we don't know. And they're saying, obviously, this is a different scenario they're setting out here, but they were forced to reorganize. Is that, is that good for competition? Maybe if they hang around. If they hang around. They hang around. Bed Bath hung around for a little bit. Rite Aid's hanging around. Well, Reuters today saying they're trying to convince JetBlue to appeal the judge's decision. We'll see how far that gets. Yeah, they'll lose that. I'm going to save them a little money. They'll lose that. Just Barton had a good case. Just Barton, I think, has weaker case against the uh, the Mag 7 types. There's just they go up against Google, and when you started your case against Google, TikTok had not been a, was a glint of somebody's eye. Now TikTok is the number one way to get a hold of people. So you got to be really careful to say that Google's monopolist. You got TikTok kind of really took them apart. Yeah, David, um, I, have you uh, tried Shein or Timu? Have you no. tried to get on? I want you this afternoon to get on Shein. Why? Well, because once you've given them the information, yes, you'll get an email. At, 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 I don't know, like every 38 seconds? Is it every 38 yeah. seconds? Plus, they listen to, obviously, like you'll say she and I. Boy, you know what, David? I really like the, I really like that jacket. You'll be bombarded with she and she. It is, it is the most, thank you, Andrew Jassy, for picking up some of she and it is, it is one of the most quizzical sites because a lot of times you'll buy something and you'll, today and it'll say, listen, you'll get it by January 30th. I mean, I order something from Amazon. I expect it when I get home, January yeah, they're 30th. Making no it on, they're making it on order for you there. I mean, it's like, you know, put making it in. It on it's, order? Yeah, it's not as available. They're, they're, they're changing it up as they go well, based mean, on they, what they're seeing in terms of demand. I think demand. they're going right to WM for the source of it. You know how you used to say a lot of this stuff ends up in a landfill? Yeah. I think they go to the landfill. They may. Listen, we're going to have an opportunity to talk even more about Shein when that company comes public, which is likely to be oh, this no, it's year. Good. No, people don't realize They're that we, they are about to play us for suckers once again. The Chinese are brilliant. They, you know, they did about 20 deals last year, very small. It may almost all of them go down. And here we go again. They're going to just crush us. You know, suckers are born every minute in this country. Team Let's continue to I want to buy. So, I want to buy an, a, an apartment building in China. Can you set that up for me? Uh, How got, much will they pay me? I got plenty for Can you. you just I got a lot of inventory one? for you. You're going to love it. Really? Yeah, there's a, a, there's a lot of empty surrounding buildings, and then about 10 square miles of emptiness, but it, it, you're going to love it. My wife loves alone. Built, you know, buying apartments. Could she just, just mm-hmm. plunk down a couple of Gs and pick up one of them? <coughs> I think you'll really enjoy being there. Uh, some of the stats today are remarkable. Uh, China and Hong Kong stocks down $6 trillion <laughs> in market cap from the 21 They're down as much as Japan's up, for heaven's sake. yes. yes. Yeah, it's a problematic. Hey, that election didn't go the Chinese way. That said, Pinduoduo, PDD, having a very strong. Okay, so there's always they one. Own team. There's one. Uh, Walgreens, uh, Tim Wentworth, I think, doing a great job, but people still feel that they have to bite the bullet and take more than just the dividend down. I don't know. It, it, it is uh, 
Challenging. Challenging, that one. Um, guys, I did want to note shares of PayPal have had a very nice Oh, move since your interview. Since our interview. You Thank turned you, the stock was down. I watched the stock. I watched it was down, down, yes. down. He came on. Yes. Very humble. And the next thing you know, you got a full-scale reversal because of your interview. There it is. I mean, it literally was the moment he started. We started doing 15, the interview. And Alex Chris, obviously, this is a company that has uh, not performed well at all. There were four major downgrades over the last couple of weeks. That's kind of where we started the conversation. But he made it clear that things are going to change at PayPal. Now, obviously, you have to execute on that change. But take a listen. We have... Uh done too many acquisitions over the last few years, and we've been defocused. Uh, it was one of the things I noticed when I came in 100 days ago. We've got a lot of priorities. We've narrowed those down, five key priorities, all focused on profitable growth. And so I think you'll see us start to move away from some businesses that we may have been in and really focus our energy and our efforts on building profitable growth going forward. It's going to be a lot of fun. Jim, thank you for noting that that stock no, bottomed literally I, I during turned, the interview, it, it and it's had an a very significant interview. percentage jump since. Well, because he's most impressive. He came from the Intuit coaching tree. Uh, I noticed he said, we, 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 which is good since he had nothing to do with any of the bad stuff. That was nice. I mean, he, yeah. he didn't throw anyone under the the bus. No, and uh, I, I like this. As soon as I heard him, I said, geez, I don't think he's going to put out anything like a Venmo where they don't make any money anymore. And the acquisitions that PayPal made, what, one of the key things was when you knew that he was flailing and I'm talking about Shulman. Dan Shulman and was talking about merging with Pinterest. Well, right. Pinterest is doing really well. But I thought that this interview said to me, this is the time to reopen the book on PayPal and take a hard look and, uh, at it. This, well, he's such a smart guy. We will be following it perhaps. Was he, he, seemed as, he seemed humble. Yes, I like so. I think so. Uh, an entrepreneur when he started his career, obviously many years, as you point out, it into it. Uh, but um, the 25th is going to be an important day for them. That's their innovation day, and so we will get a little more. Your buy now, pay later question was hysterical. Yeah. It's very good interview. Thank you. Guys, we'll keep our eyes posted to see if we get some uh, closing highs, but the Dow has gone negative to the tune of about eight points. Check how Treasuries are faring. As we said, Goolsby's on the tape, having appeared on Squawk this morning. We'll get Daily and Bar this afternoon. And we're not quite done with data. In about uh, 13 minutes, we'll get existing and Umish with the 10-year, just about 417. Interesting to watch Bitcoin over the course of the week. Uh, the BlackRock ETF first to hit a billion in assets. Uh, Grayscale's chief says a lot of these are not going to survive as they defend some of their high fees. And then, of course, Jim saying that's going to try to stabilize here. But remember, they went 400 billion to 800 billion in the run up to have the ETF. and They only have a billion in. So actually uh, an ETP. So I think that there's still, as my friend Larry Williams would say, a substantial sell, if not cliff coming up or stabilize here and then. No. Sounds like Wiley he's Coyote. pretty clear on that. Yeah. Uh, Dow up 20. Uh, we'll get stop trading with Jim in a minute. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. A lot of good things in this SLB call. I really like it. I was concerned that there's not going to be as much drilling. Now they're a service company and uh, that they'd be hurt by that. Just the opposite. Digital growth was really phenomenal. Uh, nice pay, uh, inc- nice dividend boost. Really, uh, these guys are such a great company. Now, again, if oil goes down, it tends to take it down with it. But I now jump this over Halliburton as the one to buy. Mm. Uh, yeah, 10% diff hike. Got a diff hike at Valero this morning as well. Yes. Well, these companies are generating a lot of cash, even as we know that we'd like to see the price oil of oil higher if you're in one of these. But SLB is just such a great company, and I, I'm really glad for them. They're very smart people. I interviewed with them in 1983. 
at MIT. And they asked me a couple questions, and they said, you uh, have no business being here. <laughs> not even second round. No. Just goodbye. No, no, not even, not even finished first round. Like, <laughs> no, it's very nice to meet you. I, I thank you for coming by. I'm glad things worked out anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's like, okay, well, you know what? If I had known it was going to be a job interview, I would have brought my resume. <laughs> well, it was a job interview, Jim. One thing we didn't talk about is who you like this weekend. Okay, it is very important because I did wear my, I did wear my Chiefs hat in. I did wear my Chiefs hat. Uh, I want, I'd like to see the Bills get further. Uh, but in the end, Baltimore's got the horses, okay? Because uh, uh, they have a, a GM, Acosta, who's really the finest GM in the business. So are you going with Baltimore? Baltimore. KC? Yep. Detroit? I like Detroit given six. Yes, and I do. And the Niners? Uh, the Niners are unassailable, although I do think Al Law, our friend Bob Iger, Jordan Love, and their D are very good. But no, it's just not their year yet, okay? It's not their year yet. Just the Cowboys were a bunch of fugazis, it turns out. Uh, the Eagles, I have nothing to say. <laughs> Clearly, you've had nothing to say. I have nothing other to say. You're After now like a Chiefs fan. Other than that, Week 10, you ran out of stuff to um, talk no, about. No, I'm an Andy Reid fan. I always have been, and a Tammy Reid fan, and I wear that hat proudly. Uh, Jim, what's on tonight? Okay, I'm going to pick the best regional bank because there's been so many of them, and it's such a great place to be. But you got to be in the right one. You can't be in the wrong one. So we'll have the right one. Uh, I feel bad. I, I want the Bills sentimentally because I need them. I'd love to see them win a Super Bowl. But I, and they seem to be on paper a better team than Andy Reid has. But Andy Reid's an, a motivator of men. But Sean McDermott was his DC. I mean, it's, this is really just the battle of Andy Reid and his disciples. It's going to be a terrific yeah. game. Uh, no wonder they saved that for Sunday night. It's yes, be- and McDermott's a great man, yeah. too. Jim, enjoy the weekend. Okay, and thanks. we'll see you tonight, Med Money, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. When we come back, consumer sentiment and existing home sales in a moment. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. All opinions expressed by the Squawk on the Street participants are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of CNBC, NBC Universal, or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by them on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed on this podcast as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of an opinion. Such opinions are based upon information Squawk on the Street participants consider reliable, but neither CNBC nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. To view the full Squawk on the Street disclaimer, please visit cnbc.com forward slash Squawk on the Street disclaimer. I know how to run a hair salon, but for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. She's a small business owner too, so she knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today.